Welcome to the Black Agenda Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian Guest, along with co-host Devin Dito. On the show today, we have Anthony O'Neill to talk to us about the question of whether or not college is worth it. So sit back and listen well as we talk to you about college and finance. So we're joined today by Anthony O'Neill, which is a number one best-selling author, speaker, financial expert, and host of the popular YouTube series and podcast, The Table with Anthony O'Neill. He's passionate about reaching people in a real, relatable, and relevant way and helping them get a clear vision for their future so they can win with their life and money. So Anthony, we really, really appreciate you joining us and being on the show today. Oh man, thank you all so much, man, for having me on the show. I've been looking forward to this conversation. So let's dive in, man. Let's, let's help as many people as we possibly can. Hey, that's what we're all about, helping the community, talking to leaders and experts. And you are uh, no doubt a leader and an expert. So we wanted to just kind of talk about in our first segment, just you know, an easy question for you, just to give our listeners an insight into who Anthony o- O'Neill is. We wanted to kind of start off by getting your personal financial journey, just so we can kind of open up our listeners' eyes to help them to see that this is something that they can do. Uh, because a lot of people think, you know, financial freedom is impossible. So would you give us a little bit of history of your story? Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, again, thanks for having me on the podcast, man. But, you know, I grew up in a very strong uh, Christian faith uh, home. You know, I have four parents, four loving parents, two biological parents and two step parents. And so the only conversation that I had about money uh, was uh, pretty much um, here's what you need to do to give to our church. And the other 90 percent, you know, you do whatever you want to do with it. They never talk taught me how to budget. They never taught me the difference between a credit card or a debit card. They never taught me how to build wealth, how to start a business, how to how to leave a legacy. Um, the conversation was simply, you know, church, school, grades, get a good job when you graduate high school. If you go to college, uh, get, get the 401k benefits, uh, make sure that you keep the credit score up and you'll be straight. And so when I graduated high school, I did exactly what the culture teaches me, you know, go out there, apply for a credit card, um, pay the minimum balances and just rack up as much as you can. I um, mean, just make sure that you, you know, pay the minimum payments, but no one really taught me the truth. So, man, before I turned 19 years old, coming from a very minimum wage background home, um, I had racked up about $35,000 in debt. in credit card debt, $10,000 in furniture debt, then another $10,000 in student loans when I didn't even need the student loans, um, you guys, because I had my father's GI Bill because he served um, over 30 years in the Army. And so uh, I was just used to just racking up, racking up, racking up, and just making the minimum payments. And then all of a sudden, life hit me. I made a a bad decision in college, and unfortunately, it cost me my college experience. Um, And I, when I I lost uh, my college experience. I unfortunately lost my job. When I lost my job, I lost the income I was using to pay my bills and to live. And so I lost my apartment, lost money, thought I was going home. But then my other father uh, told me, hey, no, you can't come home. You you said you're a grown man. So with that being said, grown men do not come home. So go fix it yourself. And uh, not one of my friends, um, you guys, offered me a place to lay my head. Now, one of my friends, all the ladies that I tried to impress, all the brothers who I invited over to my house, not one of them uh, offered me a place to come get something to eat. Not one of them offered me a place to come uh, take a shower. Uh, so at the age of 19, I'm $35,000 in debt, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. 
uh, contemplating suicide, blaming everyone else but myself. And I remember being in the back of my car um, contemplating suicide. And I'm like, man, how did I get here? Started blaming everyone else. And I quickly, I quickly realized I need to stop blaming everyone else. I realized that the caliber of my current present at that time was determined by the poor choices I made in my past. And if I want a brighter uh, future, then I need to make brighter decisions in my current. So I told myself, hey, man, I'm not a grown man. You made some mistakes. You made some bad choices. Go home, apologize to your parents and tell them that you're ready to learn. You're ready to learn how to become a man. And at that time, my parents apologized to me, accepted me back in their house and said, hey, we're sorry because we didn't teach you how to be, you know, good with your money. We didn't really teach you something because we didn't really know. You know, we were living paycheck to paycheck. We were making bad decisions, so we couldn't do it. So they gave me a budget form. And, and at that time, it was a Dave Ramsey budget form. They told me to get a job and make a long story short, because I really want to make sure that I can answer some questions and provide value um, here on, on this amazing podcast. Uh, within a matter of like six years, I paid off all my debt. Today, I'm 36 years old, debt free, living my dream. I'm traveling around the world, having a real relevant and relatable conversation with young people around uh, money finances and being intentional with their decisions around building true and lasting wealth uh, by eliminating debt, by avoiding debt, and by thinking about your last name in the future. Wow. And, and that story there, it's, you know, those mistakes that you made early on in your life, you know, with the credit cards and the furniture debt and college, that's a story that we hear a lot, you know, from a lot of young people, including myself, you know, I went, got some credit cards and you don't really think about what you're doing when you're spending it. Cause it's just plastic. You swipe it, you move on, you make the minimum payments. Um, but you know, like you say, that's a mistake that's going to hurt you later down the road. And so, um, you know, you, you kind of mentioned too, that you talked a lot about, you know, donating to the church and doing different things with your money, but, um, we, we, you didn't talk necessarily about how to handle it. But one mm-hmm. thing we all do talk about is going to college. Everybody talks mm-hmm. about going to college and, and you know, that's the ticket out of the hood or out of the streets is, is going to get your degree. But, you know, Anthony, we've seen over the last, you could say, 50 years, we've seen examples of, you know, we could look up to people like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Ted Turner, the Ralph Lawrence of the world um, who dropped out of college. You know, they didn't they weren't college graduates, but they are extremely successful. I know they're, um, you know, hu- humongously successful, but you know, I, I guess the question is with these examples now and, and knowing that there are so many ways to make money, not necessarily going to college. So, you know, is it still worth going to college and, and being saddled with student loan debt nowadays? Or are there other ways you can be financially, um, you know, successful without necessarily needing a degree behind you? Well, Devin, I'm going to break it down like this. Do I believe that um, education is important? Absolutely. I think as a human being, it's probably one of the most important things. Uh, that we need to obtain. Um, Now, on the flip side, is getting the education worth debt? No. You know, let's really break down the numbers here. We have 44 million people in the world who add up to have about, uh, who total to have about $1.7 trillion in student loan debt. So this is the second largest crisis in America today. When you really break down the math, the average person would graduate anywhere between thirty-five and $40,000 in student loan debt. Within a 50 these young people, will graduate with a mortgage payment, but don't even own any real estate. They'll graduate with $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 in student loan debt to be a school teacher, to be an accountant, uh, but they don't, they don't own anything. And so for me, when you really step back and you ask yourself, is going into debt worth me getting my four-year degree? 
No, the average person thinks that uh, they'll graduate college and be able to pay off their student loans uh, within a matter of uh, three years. Uh, but here's the truth. Um, the average person really doesn't start paying back the student loan until 12 years later. Now, I know this this is a podcast around, you know, black people and stuff like that. Let's break this down even more. The average black person don't start paying back their student loans until about 20 years afterwards. And so we can see that uh, this is a huge problem, a massive problem. Our company here, Ram Solutions, did a millionaire research study, studied over 10,000 millionaires. Uh, a large portion of them uh, never took out student loan debt. The people who did, the millionaires who did take out student loan debt, said that the two biggest hurdles that prevented them from becoming a millionaire sooner was their mortgage, number one, the number two, student loans. So when you ask the question, are student loans worth it? No. Is education still worth it? Absolutely. If you want to be a school teacher, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, um, I believe if you want to be an accountant, yes, education is important. Now let's break this down though. What kind of education uh, should we pursue? Well, if you want to be a business owner and let's say you're good at cutting grass and you want your own, you want to own your own lawn care company. Do you need a four-year degree to own that company? Absolutely not. Let's say you're great at cutting hair and you you love um, doing hair. You need to go to barber school or hair school. Let's say you want to be a welder making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Go to welding school. Um, there are so many different options that we can pursue when it comes to going after our career, when it comes to securing a bag. I think what we got to start doing is teaching our young people the different avenues. Uh, when you really break it down, how is it in school? We taught you several different ways uh, to do certain things. You can read between the lines if you understand what I'm saying, but we won't teach you how to avoid debt in college. Uh, so for me, the world is pushing on debt. The world is not teaching us, hey, go to community college. You can do that for free in certain states. Then transfer to a, to a local in-state. The average local in-state school is going to cost you about $10,000 a year. That's $833 a month. Anybody who works at least part-time can afford $833 a month and get your bachelor's degree 100% debt-free, even if it takes you six years to get your degree if you went the traditional route. I would rather it take you six years to get your four-year degree than to get your degree in four years, and, you're, and it's taking you 20 to 30 years to pay it off. What we got to do is step back, identify where do we want to go, what do we want to do, and what's the best route to do that 100% debt-free. You know, Anthony, you are absolutely right. And, and and that's one of the things that Devin and I, we've been advocating for, you know, what you talked around is, you know, multiple pathways to graduation and making sure that, you know, within our school systems, you know, students realize that going to college is an option, mm -hmm. but there's a plethora of options for you out there, whether it be trade school, whether it be military, whether it be some sort of entrepreneurship uh, study, there are a number of different ways. So we're really glad that you point that out. But what we wanted to do, we wanted to take uh, one little uh, break here so that we can shift gears. And when we come back, we wanted to really get into what you were talking about in the beginning, uh, the tips and the advice that you give people, whether they go to college or not. You know, there are a lot of different financial tips that we need to have to really get us towards financial freedom. So we're going to take a quick little break here. When we come back, Anthony's going to lay it on us and really give us some tips on how to get there. So stick with us, listeners. We'll be right back.
absolutely appreciate your support. You are the foundation and our efforts work to better your communities. Tell your family and friends so we can all work to bring progress. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black Agenda Pod. That's at Black Agenda Pod. Let's get back to the show. Hi, welcome back, listeners. So we are continuing our conversation with Mr. Anthony O'Neill, number one national bestselling author, speaker, financial expert, and host of the popular YouTube series and podcast, uh, The The Table with Anthony O'Neill. So Anthony, in the beginning, we kind of talked about your financial journey. Uh, We've talked about college and some of the pros and cons of going, but more importantly, you know, staying out of debt when it comes to trying to get your college degree. Um, But for all of those folks who are out there, who may be living paycheck to paycheck and kind of wondering and really, um, you know, doubting whether or not they can become financially freedom, uh, free, you know, free, like, like you and others, you know, we wanted to kind of see if you could give the listeners, you know, just some basic tips and habits that they can start doing to really help their financial situation now, but also in the future. Yeah, man. Here's some basic tips uh, when it comes to really shifting your mindset when it comes to financial finances. Number one is you just got to go ahead and just get a clear vision, aka slash why uh, for your life. Where are you going? Why do you want to go there? Uh, Oftentimes people expect me to start off with, you know, do this with your money, do that with your money. I can give you all the practical stuff uh, to do with your money, but if your mind is not clear and focused and determined, the practical stuff will not mean anything. So identify your why. And and here's why I say your why. Because if your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment will make you cry. If your why doesn't get you emotional, if your why doesn't make you get a little get a little bit of tears in your eyes, then the price it will take for you to get out of debt, then the price it will take for you to build wealth, for the price uh, that it will take for you to actually to become a millionaire, that price will make you cry. And so before I can teach you anything else, I want you to cut off your your phones, cut off, get off social media, get off clubhouse, you know, tell your girlfriend, tell your boyfriend, hey, leave me alone for an hour, cut off the lights, get in a private room and just really dig deep. Why do you want to be debt free? Why do you want to be financially secure? Why do you want to be wealthy? And don't just give the answer because I want a house. Well, uh, because I want the nice car. Why do you want the nice car? Why do you want a home? Well, because I want to be able to have a a roof over my kid's head. Well, why do you want to have a roof over your kid's head? Well, because I remember growing up, I didn't have a roof. I was bouncing home to homes. Now you're starting to get deep. And when you get deep, you start to get emotional. When you touch that emotional spot, then what comes next is going to be easier. I want you to hear me clearly. I didn't say it's going to be easy. I said it's going to be easier. The speed bumps, the the life changes real quick. Uh, you'll be able to push through those thorns because your why and your vision is so clear and it's so deep. So once you get that vision and that why, number two is I want you to take debt off of the table. You can't get out of debt. You can't change your situation if you keep putting debt on the table. Stop borrowing money uh, to get a car. Stop uh, racking up that uh, credit cards for reward points. Cut that crap up. I'll say it again. I want you to cut that nonsense up. I get it. You love your free airline meals. I get it. Uh, you, you love, you know, getting the reward points. I get it. But you cannot pass down reward points. I've never met a millionaire saying I built wealth off of my airline miles. No, that's just a trap to pull you in. Now, here's the thing. 
when you take that off of the table, then what you got to do from there is you got to get a clear vision for your money. This is called a budget. You do a zero-based budget. In a zero-based budget, you're going to list your income minus all of your expenses. Ladies, your hair is an expense. Your lip gloss that be popping, that's an expense. Brothers, your haircut, that's an expense. Brothers, when you take a beautiful lady out on a date, if you're single, that's an expense. The $5 app that you use, ladies, to you know fix your pictures when you post on IG, that's an expense. You're going to list all of your expenses, anywhere from one penny up to $1,000, wherever it is. You're going to list it. Then at the end of it, when you list your income, when you minus your expenses, that should equal zero. If you're negative, if you've gone over that, then you need to go back and make some adjustments in your budget. Okay. Then from there, you're going to get out of debt using the debt snowball method. Now, we don't have a lot of time to explain this on the podcast today, but very quickly, I'll put it like this. The debt snowball method is you're going to line up all your debt from smallest amount to largest amount. Again, that's not smallest interest to largest interest. That's smallest debt amount to largest debt amount. Make all of your minimum payments. And then when you have a clear budget, you'll be able to cut things out of your budget and any extra income, you put it on top of that small one and then you attack that small one. Then you take all that income and you add it on to the next one. And then from there, you add it on to the next one until you're 100% debt free. But I want to encourage everybody. I want to encourage everybody. Um, if you go to anthonyneal.com, uh, you'll be able to uh, join this program called Ramsey Plus. Right now, they're giving away a free 30-day trial um, where you can learn more about how to do the things that you are doing, how to have a clearer vision, how to pay off your debt, how to go ahead and get an emergency fund, how to start investing. Uh, But those are a few basic steps to get you started. Number one, get you a clear vision, get you a clear why. Number two, take debt off of the table. You cannot change your financial future if you keep adding on debt. Then number three, get on a clear vision, get on a clear budget with your money. And then number four is attack all of your debt using the debt snowball method. Those are the principles I want to land with today. There's so many more that you can learn on Ramsey Plus. Go over to anthonyneal.com and I'll walk you through those processes. Thank you, Anthony. I mean, that was that was it in a nutshell there. That was really uh, to the point. Uh, and you really elaborated on so many points. And, and I and I hope our listeners and anybody that just hears this focuses on the fact that, you know, it doesn't take, you know, a, a rocket science degree or something like that to understand how to get out of debt or to be financially free. What you describe is, you know, shifting your mentality, shifting your mindset and actually having a vision and a plan and being disciplined to follow through with that plan. So we really, really appreciate that. And before we let you go, we just want to make sure that all of our listeners uh, can hear about your social media handles. So definitely tell us that and tell us where they can purchase your book. Man, if you go over to anthonyneal.com, you'll be able to purchase all of my stuff, uh, my book, Debt Free Degree, where I teach parents how to to help get their kids into college 100% debt-free. But for you college students and graduates, I have another book on there called Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, where I'm teaching people how to pay off the student loans quickly and fastly. But um, I think the number one thing that I really want to encourage everyone is to jump over to my YouTube show, uh, The Table with Anthony O'Neill. We dive in deep. Again, we have a real relevant and relatable conversation and teaching people how to be intentional with their money, uh, relationships, and success. Uh, so it's called The Table with Anthony O'Neill. You can listen to that on YouTube and or podcast. Uh, but to learn more about me and all of that information, 
the quickest way to do that is go over to anthemneal.com to purchase books, read podcasts, learn more about, not read podcasts, uh, but read blogs and learn more about my show. No, we appreciate that. Thank you for that. And I, and I really hope that our listeners do that. We're going to be promoting you, promoting this episode, doing some advertising so that more and more people can understand that college is an option, but there are a lot of other options out there. So we yeah. really, really appreciate your insight, Anthony. No, thank you all so much, man. And anytime I can get back on the show, reach out to my team. I'll be right back here, man. I appreciate y'all. All right. Thank you, Anthony. Would you like to contribute to our scholarship fund? Would you like to help us partner with nonprofits? Would you like to submit a topic request or maybe even appear on our show? If so, go to patron.podbean.com forward slash black agenda pod. Thank you for your donation and belief in our mission. Let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. So we enjoy speaking with, with Mr. Anthony O'Neill. And as you can see, he is an expert in all things finance. And that is why he is a number one uh, bestselling author, speaker, uh, you name it. And so he gave some great tips there um, at the end as far as how you can achieve your financial freedom. Um, but what one of the other things we wanted to talk about was our earlier conversation regarding college and, and just the whole question of whether college is really worth it. And so we wanted to touch on some things and and really give our opinions as far as whether, you know, college is really worth it, you know. And so, Adrian, we know here recently it's become a big topic because, you know, President Joe Biden is talking about possibly making community college free. And also there are some some things percolating about, you know, maybe forgiving student loan debt. And so um, it was interesting to hear Anthony talk about it in the context of, Yes, a college degree is absolutely still worth it, but it's not worth it to go into debt for it. And that's the big um, difference there is that, you know, the the biggest thing, the biggest key there is to not go into debt for a degree, which will get you a job. But that job is not going to pay you enough to allow you to comfortably pay off your student loans. And so, Adrian, it's an interesting question. And, you know, the government is trying to get involved to fix this um, problem, but, you know, whether we like it or not, we're looking at $1.5 trillion in outstanding government loans, which means a lot of people have degrees, um, which they have gone in debt for. And we're trying to figure out how to get out of that. Devin, that's a huge issue. I uh, I remember talking to, you know, friends who would, you know, decide on, you know, going to graduate school and they would say, you know, based off of me going into this much debt and, you know, this many years of salary, at this point, I can break even and pay off my student loan debt and things of that nature. But generally, those cases are for people who are going to come out making, you know, six-figure salaries. But the average person that comes out of college, they don't come out doing that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really is one of those things to where um, I feel like we are going to need a little bit more government intervention to to really help with this. Because you've got a lot of people, uh, because of the way K through 12 education is, maybe the way their parents, uh, the lack of them going to college or the lack of them uh, being a business owner, something like that. You've got a lot of students who just don't know what to do when they're getting ready to graduate high school. You've got a lot of students who think college is for them or who had some uh, best friend who's going to go to college. So maybe they're going to tag along as well. 
But you really, like Anthony said, you really got to figure out what you're wanting to do before you decide if that's going to be worth it. Because, you know, the stuff that I'm doing right now, I work for an insurance company. I went to uh, Mississippi State and then University of Memphis and got debt for a degree in economics. But if you ask me, do I use my economics degree for my job? The answer is no. So my, you know, $30,000 of debt at that point was irrelevant because, you know, I'm not even using what I went to you know school for. So, yeah, Devin, there definitely needs to be something uh, from the government, whether it's, yes, let's make community colleges free. So that way, if a student decides, maybe I do want to go to school, maybe I don't want to go to school, maybe I just want to learn some some stuff and maybe use it down the road to do a side hobby. Well, don't make that person have to go into debt just because they want to have some self-development, some professional development. You, I mean, when you're, you're essentially charging people to better themselves when you're making uh, uh, tuition unaffordable at community colleges and regular colleges. So, yeah, Devin, I, I definitely think that we'll, we'll, we'll definitely need a governmental response. I hope that President Biden uh, capitalizes on this democratic initiative and this democratic movement with student loan debt. And I think the country is really behind it as well. No, I think that the country is definitely behind it. And that kind of that really gives you an idea of how widespread a problem this is. Um, and I say problem because we have, you know, I could say one point five trillion dollars worth of student loans outstanding. And for the people who may feel as though, you know, we shouldn't forgive student loans and, you know, you made a choice, you you owe the loan, so you should pay it back. You know, let's go back to the time that those people who are saying that went, went to college. College was probably a fraction of the price it is right now. And their states and local governments were putting a lot more money into their public universities than they are today. I guarantee you, if you go to most states and look at, you know, look at their state budget and compare the the amount of funding that they're giving to higher institutions today and compare that to, say, 20, 30 years ago, it's it's not even close. And so that is why you've seen the cost of of college uh, just balloon. And then also you saw student loan debt balloon at the same time. People still need to go to college, even though it's more expensive. Um, but we also do need to be realistic as far as what job are you trying to aim for? And so uh, we're not here to say that people shouldn't go to college. You know, we, we obviously know that there, that college can be a value um, and can help you attain a higher you know income and things like that. So the, the, the first thing, you know, if you do want to go to college or at least if you're looking to go back to college, maybe for a, a graduate degree or something, or for just a different degree, you want to switch careers. Um, the first thing you really should do is to make sure um, the job that you're, you're thinking about trying to aim for, that you actually need a degree with that, that particular job, because you can look at other routes as far as maybe certifications and certain skills. Um, it could be cybersecurity, digital marketing, coding. Um, you know, Asia, we always talk about vocational schools. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was... You know, I think it was Amy Klobuchar last year kind of got some flack. Well, not flack, but she got kind of um, laughed at when she was like, we need more plumbers and electricians and carpenters. You know, we need all these blue collar jobs. We need more of those people um, and not people who who have, you know, like sports marketing degrees or something, I think is what she said. And, and she caught some flack for that. But I think there was some truth to what she was saying, which is that we have to be realistic with, the, you know, with our students when they're going to college and say, you know, we're not saying that that your degree is useless, but let's be real here and, and ask the question, is it really worth you going into, you know, thirty to forty thousand dollars in debt to get a degree in history? And, and know, Devin, like- just to, I mean, and that's I mean, that's serious. I mean, I, I, 
just just a, a random tangent, but I, I had one. I was working at TCBY. Uh, I think mm-hmm. my like, sophomore year in college, and I had a uh, a coworker who was getting her PhD in Egyptian hieroglyphics. And I mean, oh it's just just so bizarre. I mean, that but that goes to a point of of what we're of what I was also going to bring up is the fact that some people have all these passions and hobbies, but you may not need to get a degree in that. You may can just open mm-hmm. up a side business because maybe there's not enough. Uh, demand because obviously you know Egyptian hieroglyphics. I mean, who are you really going to find a job doing that? Maybe <laughs> at a museum or something. But there's so many curators who are only going to be in those positions. So I definitely agree, Devin, with what you what you're saying there. If you are going to go to school, uh, make sure you you actually need a degree for that job because a lot of jobs don't require that anymore. And then one of the things that uh, uh, I can't remember which HBCU president. Uh, said this, but they were talking about making sure, I, actually, I think all of them did, but you got to think ahead. I mean, you, you can't be thinking, oh, I'm graduating this year. I want to major in this and get a job in that. You got to be thinking, oh, I'm going to be graduating college in like four or five years. What are the trends and in the industries that I'm looking at? Because maybe there's going to be something on the horizon that's going to change the name of the game and you get out of school and there's no jobs in the field that you just you know got all that debt in. I know a lot of friends who, you know, maybe you, you, your degree is in communications or political science and it's, it's not specified enough for you to actually land a job. You really got to think about, you know, if you're going to go to college, you need an actual plan. You need someone that's going to either be there with you to walk you through to figure out, you know, a mentor something like that. So you can actually come out, you know, ahead because a lot of people don't, you know, you go to school, you get your degree, you graduate, and then you go on Indeed or Monster and start looking for a job. And at that point, I mean, yeah, you may find something good, but you're almost shooting yourself in the foot because you've invested so much money into something. You don't even have an opportunity lined up for it. So I really think that more and more people should really start to focus on these you know, vocational uh, studies, on these trade schools, on you know, uh, coding and different things like that. Because, Devin, just look at the numbers. You know, people can come out of college with an economics degree, communications degree, and you might make, you know, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 grand or whatever, depending on where you live. But if you went to some of these trade schools and you were an electrician, maybe you did uh, software uh, development or something like that. I mean, you could easily be making 60 to 70 grand, you know, and you even go to college. I mean, that alone is enough to, I think, you know, should be enough to motivate people to at least start to consider this as an opportunity and enough to motivate our government to consider maybe endorsing this as an opportunity within our K through 12 schools and stop, you know, trying to make everybody feel like they got to go to college because there are some other options. But hey, if you do go to college, like I said, you just need to make sure that you actually plan uh, because if you're just going to go to school, get a degree and think things are going to be OK, you, you're just basically flipping a coin and, you know, 50 50 shot that things aren't going to be good for you. Right. Exactly. You, you're exactly right. And that's something I, I'm glad the conversation surrounding college has changed, because I'll be honest, you know, I went for music initially. <laughs> you know, I was all set on being a band director, got there and was like, nah, this is Same. not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Figured that out very early. It was not for me. Um but, you know, but that happens. But I also ended up with a degree in communications. And only now am I going to probably supplement that with a certification instead of a master's, at least right now, because it is so expensive to attain that higher degree. I mean, it'd be nice to get the master's, of course, but I don't know if that's really worth an additional fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 
almost $30,000 worth of additional debt just for another two-year degree. So just make sure that the job you're looking for, that you can afford the student loan payments that are going to come when you start paying that debt back. I know I don't know what the average payment is, but I know from experienced people I know they were paying somewhere around two to three hundred dollars a month. You know, you could pay less. But again, that takes time. Interest is also accruing on your loans. Um, so it is a business decision. It is very serious. So I would look search high and low for certifications, vocational schools before you take the step and say, I'm going to take out additional monies to go get a higher degree. And again, Adrian, like you say, this conversation has changed where now we don't we don't have to tell everybody you need to go to college to be successful. You mm-hmm. can st- you can now go to vocational school and there's no stigma of like you failed if you didn't go to college um, or if you went to college, didn't graduate and you took another career path. You know, that's OK. As long as you went and did something um, other than just sitting at home or, you know, working <laughs> not to down, you know, like you went and made something of yourself. There are other ways to do it. Uh, we understand that. So, yeah, no, you're, I remember, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, I think you and I, we both have some friends who probably graduated high school and didn't really do much with it. And that's not a slight against them. But it's just to say that, you know, education gives you an opportunity to do stuff. So do stuff with the opportunity. And just, you know, even if you don't want to go to college, there's I mean, there's a ton of opportunities for you now. I mean, there's there's so many people who start businesses. I mean, I think entrepreneurship, that is the strongest uh, uh, pathway for people nowadays. I mean, you could literally be working from home uh, and pouring candles or working from a ghost kitchen, just doing uh, meals on DoorDash. You didn't even have to, you know, have the whole uh, uh, money to have a building and hire staff. You can just go to a kitchen, pay them a monthly deposit and say, hey, I'm just going to cook and you can sell your food. I mean, th- there are so many different ways. I mean, if you're good at writing, um, you can go on Upwork and, and put out ads to say, hey, if you need a, a quick little uh, editing, a quick little something, here I am, here's my rates. I mean, you can go uh, go to YouTube and yeah, I mean, there's so many different things. So I think whenever like this this whole, you know, listeners, this whole, you know, part that we're talking about here is if you don't want to go to college, I think that that's a great option. I mean, it's one of those things to where we've got to change the stigma. I mean, most people say, oh, you didn't go to college. Why? Why not? What what happened? Did, Did, you know, were you not smart enough? No, I mean, I, you know, you could not go to college and, and actually be very, very successful. I mean, there's a, I mean, you know, we always point to those, you know, really one percenters and stuff like that, but those are, you know, few and far between. There's a lot of regular folks who, like we just talked about, who are plumbers, carpenters, uh, you know, electricians and stuff like that, um, who have went on, built great businesses, maybe they even own their own construction company at this point. I mean, and, and they're doing amazing things. So I think whenever we talk about, so you don't want to go to college, that's great. Hats off to you. That just means that you need to just, you know, almost, you know, just like the same person that does want to go to college. You got to have a plan. Um, most high schools aren't going to prepare you for not going to college. Most counselors aren't going to prepare you for that because most of them are focused on college. Most of them are really geared toward taking the ACT, taking the SAT, uh, getting you on out of the, the door. But if you're not going to go to college, maybe have a conversation with your counselor, your principal and say, hey, uh, I know that y'all keep talking about college, but there are some of us who want to be an entrepreneur. There are some of us who want to take coding classes. What can y'all offer us to help us out? So I think that that's what we're going to have to see from more of our parents, our students, and really from our government that 
that we've got to change the way we're positioning our students because the way it is now, we're positioning them for college. And if they don't want to do that, oh, well, you got to find something else out. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, with that, again, colleges is an option, but it's one of many. So make sure that you do your homework and your research before you decide to take that step um, and and take on some additional debt. So uh, we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap the show up and give you a look forward as far as what's upcoming on the podcast. Um, So stick with us. We'll be right back. You have been listening to the Black Agenda podcast hosted by Adrian Guess and Devin Dito. If you enjoy listening to the show, let the host know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by visiting patron.podbean.com forward slash Black Agenda pod and give a few dollars. After all, the Black Agenda podcast is supported by listeners like you. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back, listeners. So as always, we like to leave you with a look forward as far as what's upcoming on the podcast. And so uh, coming up next Tuesday, we'll have an episode where we'll be talking about campaign finance reform. I know it's not the sexiest topic, but it is interesting because we will dive into how our elections are funded. And so uh, we're going to be looking forward to explaining why this topic is important and also why we should be more focused on who is filling the pocketbooks of our politicians. And so, again, stick around for that. That'll be coming up next Tuesday um, and it'll be all about campaign finance reform. And so um, also coming up next week or coming up this Saturday, rather, we'll be back again. Saturday, May 8th at one o'clock, we'll be bringing you the news on our weekly roundup number 16 this time. And again, our weekly roundups are not on Facebook Live and YouTube anymore. They are on the Podbean app. So if you can go to your app store, if you're on an iPhone, go to the app store, Google Play Store, if you're on Android, download the Podbean app and then you can find the Black Agenda and you can listen to our show live at one o'clock central Uh, Next Saturday, May 8th, and that's our weekly roundup number 16. We'll be bringing you all the biggest news um, from the past week. And so uh, we do. We're putting out some great content here at the Black Agenda and all the things that we're doing. Um, We love to do it, but we also would appreciate if we could get a little bit of help monetarily. And so aging can let you know where you can donate to us. That is absolutely correct, Devin. As we always say, um, goodwill and good intentions are not enough to fund things here in America. Uh, We love bringing you the news. We love engaging uh, with leaders and experts like Anthony, but we do need dollars and cents to make sure that we can continue to produce our podcast. So we would love for you to be able to do that. But really, aside from just funding our podcast, Devin and I really want to take this further. We really want to to build a movement, build an organization, build something that can really go beyond educating and actually start implementing some of these things that we're talking about. And in order to do that, that's really going to take some funding and really take some support. So as you donate to us, know that it's going towards a cause that's greater than just podcasting. It's going to be something that's going to transform our community. So just stick with us with that and make sure you give to us. The other thing that I always like to make sure to highlight is the fact that we're doing a charity of the month. Every month we're going to be recognizing a charity so that we can just pay it forward. We understand that you know we're here to do things, but there are other people that are doing great things as well. 
This month, or the month of May, we're doing Campaign Zero. Campaign Zero encourages policymakers to focus on solutions with the strongest evidence of effectiveness at reducing police violence. They always say, we can live in a world where the police don't kill by limiting police interventions, improving community interactions, and ensuring accountability. Campaign Zero is a part of an organization called We the Protesters, The funds donated to Campaign Zero support the analysis of police practices across the country. They also research to identify effective solutions to end police violence and a number of different things. And we know with everything going on with police violence right now, we really want to find a charity that was doing something for that. And the other thing I always wanted to, uh, or rather I wanted to make sure to mention that person of the week that we're doing, uh, we really want some submissions. And I just wanted to make sure to say we're looking for some local people. Uh, there's a lot of great people around the country doing big things who aren't getting recognition. So we'd love to uh, start to kind of promote them because we're a small platform looking to do big things. So we'd love to pick up on some smaller people who are doing some big things in our community. So Devin, why don't you tell them about our community calendar? Right. And again, like Adrian said, we're trying to do some some good things and recognize the folks in our community. And one way we're going to allow you to help us out with that is by giving you the opportunity to submit some local events that we can recognize on the show and maybe even on our website. And so we're trying to launch and build out what we're calling a community calendar. Um, and so that, like I say, you can email us at info at blackagendapod.com. If there are any local events that are going on in your area that you think we should know about and that other people need to know about, shoot us an email and we will recognize it either on the show or put it on our website or on social media um, to get the word out that that event is happening. So again, email us at info at blackagendapod.com or you can direct message us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Black Agenda Pod. And so that segues into the last thing we were going to say before we go, which is to make sure you follow us on all the major platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, at Black Agenda Pod. And then, of course, we are on YouTube at The Black Agenda. Uh, You can just search that in YouTube and find us. Make sure you subscribe. There's some great, great uh, content there. We have 10 interviews with HBCUs and more. So make sure you check that out. Um, and again, make sure you share this with your family, friends, coworkers, and everyone else you know um, who can help. You know, we can just try to share this experience here and share this great content that we have. So, again, we appreciate you listening to our interview with Mr. Anthony O'Neill, who is part of the Dave Ramsey Network. And for me and Adrian, we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next time.